This is the In Motion Ever Marvelous Malicious Events Podcast. I'm Melanie. Now let's get to it. All right, I am here with Kenzie. Hello, Kenzie. Hi, thank you. Hey. <laughs> so I I actually want to start with less business and more about you as a human. So kind of tell me, like, where did you grow up? What were you like as a kid? Like, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? You know, the good things. The good things. Okay, yeah, that's that's fun. My growing up is a lot different than how I am right now. Um, I had big ambitions to be, like, a famous musician growing up. Really? So, um, yeah. So I spent hours and hours and hours on my piano practicing while I grew up. I was um, in, I spent the first 10 years of my life in Bountiful, Utah, and then moved to Mesa, Arizona, and then um, spent 10 years there. And then I kind of was all around for college and then ended up back in Utah. So. but yeah, I at home. I had just a vision of being this famous music writer, actually, and that's what I wanted to do. So when I went into college, I I did a lot of music and um, and yeah, that's what I studied in college. So um, so yeah, <laughs> that's I don't know where what else to say. My favorite ice cream flavor. Um, Oh shoot. I'm kind of like a kid at heart. I like like the the things that are like bubble gum, cotton candy type. No thing. way. Yes. <laughs> I love all that stuff. Oh, I love that. I also love like a good pistachio ice cream. I don't like chocolate, so so all That's the other stuff. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Like what um what do you call home then? More Utah or Arizona? Oh, that's a good question. So I love Utah so much. My childhood in Utah was so great that I want my kids to be raised here. And so I would say I still think Utah's my home, but I think a lot of people know me as the girl from Arizona. So <laughs> yeah, Utah has my home. So. so do you think you'll, you'll stick to Utah till the end of the days? That would be, that would be the hope. I, I cross my fingers. My husband doesn't move me anywhere else. He, there's a very good chance he could, but I'm just not even, I can't even think about it. <laughs> uh, his, his career can move me around. So that's a little bit scary to think about, but. What does uh, he do? So he is a PhD student at BYU and um, he studies molecular biology. He's been there for like four years, I think. He did some of his master's there and then moved right into his PhD. Wow. And so um, he has six months to a year. Is that kind of exciting that he sees the end of the tunnel-ish? <laughs> That's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah um, it's, it's all experiments. It's um, every day. It, it's kind of unknown whether or not he'll finish or not, just due to the fact that it's science and he's got to make some big discoveries before he can graduate. So it's, it's not like he can take a test and get out of it. It's, um, 
it's a process. So I don't know when he'll be done exactly, but. Um, Is that for real? There's no test. It's like you have to find the cure to COVID before you can graduate. Exactly. Uh huh. Two. So he has to complete two. Uh, he has to write two scientific papers on something that no one has ever done. Yeah. So. What? It, it's crazy. He's a, <laughs> he's a he is a genius. He doesn't wow. consider himself one, but he's completely 100% opposite than I am. Very math and art or math and science. And I'm like arts, creativity. So he's kind of the brains of my, of our relationship. And I'm like the heart, you know, I kind of am like led by my heart and he's very practical led by yeah, his brain. So it works, but, um, I hope our kids have both, both sides, you know, well I, I feel like they will. And you have a daughter. Her name is Liberty, right? Yes. Uh -huh. She is so cute. I can't tell you. Okay. I got to just like geek out for a second. I'm super happy that you're on this podcast. I, I feel like if I look up to anyone as an event planner, it's you because I definitely check out, you give a lot of tools. It's not like, Hey, here's what I do. And I'm going to keep it to myself and look how good I am. You're like, Hey, here's something you all can do. And I've learned so much. I didn't know you could spray paint balloons and they were fine. You've taught me this. <laughs> and so I, I really love following you and like, especially your little family insights and how Liberty, she just turned one. So how she's like sitting with you when you make balloons. It's so cute. I love it. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. It's definitely been a transition. I spent like the first six years of my marriage with no, you know, no child. And that was all intentional. And then, you know, my husband and I are growing up. So we're like, okay, I guess we've got to, you know, start a family. And I still love my career. I still love to do events. So it's this whole first year of her life has been just a balancing act. How, how can I be a mom and still run my business? And so you'll see me a lot of times at consultations with Liberty on my hip. And that's just how it is and most of my clients almost all of them are just okay with that because I mean that's what why we work so hard right is for our kids for our family and for our future and I want her to hopefully follow in my footsteps and live live her dream you know and yeah. I don't know what that, I don't know what that will look like with more kids I I just take it day by day because I I definitely want to be like a a full-time mom, but I also still love uh, working and keeping that creative side of myself alive. Yeah, and I feel like you're doing like two good things. One, you're going to show your your children and your daughter like this is what it's like to balance something that I love and for the reason which is them. So she'll grow up knowing that her mom just she walks out the door and she's ready to kill it because that's what you're already practicing and she's with you to see that. I think that's great. And also, um, uh, do you know, you know, you probably have some friends that have had kids and then maybe their social media, their conversations, it's always about their kids. And later on in life, they have a trouble time because they don't remember who they are anymore. I think mm -hmm. you're keeping that side alive so that you avoid that whole midlife crisis of like, who am I? I'm only my kids, but you make it, you like really balance it out really well. Yeah, that's, that's always been my goal. You know, I knew if I waited six, seven years to have a child and start my family, that I would have to give up a lot of, you know, what I was doing before. And um, 
it's, but it's really important for me to still keep that side alive. And it might be, you know, in the future, it might transition to where I'm just full-time mom and I make the coolest posters and the coolest <laughs> class parties. That might be the type of mom I end up being and I don't have a, a full business. I, I mean, I, ultimately I want to, but if it means that every Saturday I can't be with my kids or at their dance recitals or soccer games, then that's not worth it to me. It's not yeah. worth it going so I love that let's let's kind of back up a second because I want to come back to that for like where do you see yourself going but how did okay. you kind of get started in events like did it start with you just volunteering and going wow I really like this or how did it start yeah um it kind of fell into my lap so um I was at BYU Idaho and my husband was planning to go to school continue his schooling here in Utah so we moved from Idaho to Utah and I was in a corporate um, job making great money and just um, had my own office, just like the really cool corporate life I was living. But I was absolutely miserable at the end of the day because I wasn't being creative. And growing up as a musician, I had always had that creative outlet. So I had decided to take the plunge and, and go into events because I kept hearing from family and friends that I needed to make it, uh, I needed to make money doing what I was doing. So in Utah, my husband has all of his family here. He has 11 siblings and we're what? up to like 20 plus nieces and nephews. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> he has a lot of cousins. So we, um, I just started planning birthday parties for my nieces and nephews and I was doing the coolest themes and just having so much fun with it. And so that's kind of how I started dabbling in doing parties. And then I was, I have a lot of cousins and I'm the oldest of the cousin group. And so they all started getting married after me and I started doing all of their weddings. And everyone said, you should be a wedding planner. And I had done a dozen weddings and, you know, I wasn't paid for a single one because it's family and I was just the one that planned it all. So I had all of this experience behind me and decided to take the plunge and, and make, make a career out of it. And that's where I went on and got a business license and just started um, that, that career and that journey. But I don't do weddings anymore. That's a whole other story. Yeah, I, just... I, I always feel like there's a fine wall, a very hard brick concrete wall between weddings and events. It's either you love weddings and you do them or you don't. <laughs> so it sounds like you're not. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I loved planning all of my cousin's weddings and I did a bunch of weddings um, at the beginning of starting this journey. And there were parts I loved, but there were parts I didn't. And I think like in marketing, people would either know me as the party planner or the wedding planner. And so I, I kept thinking, well, I live in Provo, Utah. I should be planning weddings. That just makes the most sense. There's so many marriages around here. Yeah. Um, but I didn't like that side of it as much. And so when I started to just consider myself a party, a social event and corporate event planner, that's where um, that's when my business started to blow up because that's who I was that I wasn't 
in both. I wasn't the wedding and party and corporate event planner. I was just the party um, corporate event planner and throwing, you know, small events to big events. And yeah, my business just started to blow up after that. And I realized I don't, I don't need to do wedding to keep this going. So I don't do them. I turn them down all of the time. Really? Um, I my sister's wedding this weekend and um, I just did one of my intern's weddings. So if they're close family, friends, and they need some help or, or if it's my blood, I'll do it. But that's, that's about it. <laughs> I love that. I kind of feel the same. I don't know if you know this, but I worked at a at Sleepy Ridge wedding venue for like almost three years as a director. Oh, really? Yeah. And I, weren't you there just the other day? I was, it is beautiful. Like it's a beautiful oh. It is so beautiful. I have, there's so many fond memories and I still live near there. So sometimes I'll just drive around and kind of look at the sunset on the golf course. Like it's, it sells itself. Like it's, I barely did anything because it was just so nice. Mm -hmm. um, but I, since I've done weddings for so long, I thought, oh, I know them the best. So I'm going to market myself as a wedding planner. And then mm -hmm. once I really thought about it, I had a, I had a conversation with another a friend who's like a really good event planner. And she said, when you go to bed at night, what do you think of? And when you wake up, what do you think of? When you're in the shower, what do you think of? Is it weddings? And I was like, never. And she said, I don't think you should go through weddings. I don't think you should pursue them. And I feel the same way as you. I've had like a mission companion and friends and family who have said, hey, we have a wedding. And I go, I would love to help. I know it very well. Um, but I definitely don't want to be a wedding planner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And um, at the end of the day, you're doing this because you really enjoy it. And yeah. life's too short to be doing something that you absolutely hate. Now, mind you, there's a lot of hard parts in this career. There's a lot of hard things and it is, um, it is overwhelming sometimes and it is grueling and tiresome. Um, but it, at the end of the day, like it's so much, so much fun, especially when I can plan a first birthday and then I go in and do a second birthday, that, that same child's second birthday and then the third birthday. So there's a lot of repeat clients that I get from this, um, from being a party planner, whereas a wedding planner, you don't always get the repeat clients. Yeah, that's, it's tough because you have to constantly sell from the beginning. It's not, very rarely is it, oh, hey, let's do this again with another kid. It's, Right. Uh -huh. Yeah. Unless you get the, like the family in Utah that has 12 kids and you get really lucky. All the wedding, Your husband's but... family. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm completely with you. I think, um, parties, they have a certain theme to them. They're really fun and everyone has its own challenge to it. And it's, um, it's unique. Everyone is very unique and that's, that's what I find so enjoyable. Um, so yeah, uh, that's kind of how I got into the whole party planning thing. I don't do as many events for my nieces and nephews anymore. I'm too busy. Um, but with COVID this year, I sent them all, well, I've been sending them all party packages. So oh, like that's a nice. Place Pops, napkins, confetti, all this stuff that they can go and celebrate. So my niece's birthday was, it's actually today. So yesterday I delivered a party kit and she just said she likes McDonald's. So I'm like, it was the whole McDonald's themed party. <laughs> kit. 
okay, burger plates and um, like little cups and things that kind of matched McDonald's uh, logo. And that was fun. Yeah. That is the best. I love that. That's so sweet that you still will do something for them. You know, you have to pivot during COVID. I think everyone's learning that. I think you're, you're nailing that. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Yes. So right now I feel, okay. So let's clarify. There's like event planners who love to do it from A to Z, people who just kind of show up the day of. I feel like you do a lot of balloons. So what would you, would, would you tell to yourself like solely and not solely a balloon artist, but mostly a balloon artist? Or do you like to do all the planning? What do you mostly do? That's a really good question. And it's hard to answer because with COVID, my business has shifted so much. Um, balloons just started, like when I first started this career, balloons were like balloon garlands were not really big and a lot of people, people weren't doing them. Um, and so once I started seeing it as a trend, I knew I had to learn how to do it. And, and I saw how much money some people were making off of these. And I, I didn't want to pay somebody else to come to my events that I'm planning and do the balloons. I wanted that to be something I could do, my signature. And so I studied up on how to do balloons. And then when COVID hit, I wasn't able to go do these elaborate events where I would um, plan from beginning to end and, and be there and greet the guests and um, put on the whole show because yeah, that, that was all, you know, uh, on hold. Mm -hmm. And so I had to kind of shift. And so that's where I started doing a lot more balloons and I catered to the graduates, um, the high school graduates, the college graduates that were missing out on these big celebrations they'd normally have. And I started doing, you know, balloons for them and now I find myself a lot of the time just going in and doing a balloon installation, which I absolutely love because I can do several in a day. But I overall, if I could choose at the end of the day what I would want to do, it would be plan an event from beginning to end, be there, carry the whole thing out, decorate it, plan the cookies, the cake, and the entertainment all of that and um and also do balloons in that but i wouldn't just do balloons there are a lot of people that just do balloons yeah it's um, crazy and maybe maybe like I, I have more kids and that's just something that makes the most sense for me at that point in my life but right now um i'm doing them as an in-between for people that still want to celebrate because that's that's my motto my motto is that life should be celebrated so i still want people to have celebrations in in any form any way that they can and when it comes to you know when with covid sometimes that means just with your family at home and if i can come in and make that experience great by just putting up a bunch of balloons um, i'll do that that follows to me that's along my motto that's my vision so yeah, so I'm I'm kind of both right now. I'm kind of both right now. It's I love that full party planning. Yeah, I love that. I like that you saw a need and you filled it. Like you taught yourself to do the balloons, and then now you offer that, and now you have more value to other people just right off the bat. Like, oh, 
you don't only plan everything, but you're going to make it look good with some balloon decoration. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's so, it's so much fun. I, I really enjoy it. Good. Where did you learn how to make your balloons from? Did you, did you like YouTube it or is there certain people that you knew did it out there and you just kind of followed them? That's, that's a great question. Kind of all of the above. Um, I spent a lot of time uh, watching tutorials. Like my, my end of day routine is like a bubble bath <laughs> with like my phone and YouTube or Instagram and watching tutorials. I spend a lot of time watching tutorials on how to do certain things. And then also trial and error. I have a lot of outlets to try different things and um, see what works best. So there have been a lot of people I've um, taken a lot of advice from and, and learned from. And that's kind of where my goal with my Instagram and my, um, not so much my website, but it on my Instagram is to kind of be that for somebody else. And, um, what I have found when I go online is sometimes I'm watching like a 20 minute tutorial on how to do something that I just want to know in, in 10 minutes or less, how you do it. <laughs> I don't want to watch, like, I don't want to watch like a long video and all this stuff. So I just want to get to the point. So that's something I try to do on my Instagram is, um, to show someone how to do it really quick and, and be there to answer, answer questions. And, Mind you, there are some really amazing people I have followed on Instagram that I have been able to reach out to and ask direct questions to um, that have given me those answers. So I feel like it's my need to do the same for people, like as, as a payback to the, to the world. <laughs> and it totally works. I don't know if you remember that time. I did not plan enough time for this. I was like, Oh, I can totally double stuff a balloon. I've seen Kenzie do it. I've YouTubed it. I know it's possible. So my first time ever, I didn't plan any, I did not practice. I just waited till the day of when I was making a balloon garland that had specific colors. And I was like, okay, no problem. I'll make it in an hour. And I had the most frustrating time figuring out how do I inflate these stinking two double layered balloons. And so I messaged you and I was like, help. And, uh, and you told me like, you know, stretch it out this way, try this, try that. And it totally worked. And I, I learned a big lesson that day in many ways, but you definitely were like instantaneously on it. You helped me out. It was amazing. And that's like, that's how I've been with some of the people that I follow is there's a last minute, you know, where do I find these balloons? Hey, what color? My client wants that exact color. What colors did you use for that? And I've had people quickly respond to me. And, and I've been in your shoes. I did the exact same thing. I promised the client I'm going to double stuff. And, um, I go to my pump and it's just not working. And if someone could have told me right then and there, like how to fix it, that would have been really nice. By the way, speaking of that on my Instagram, a couple days ago, I was talking about double stuffing in the pump. And, um, a balloon artist here in Utah reached out to me and told me another tip so what? just to show like people are so, so nice. And I, and, um, but anyways, she said, if you cover the other, um, if you color, cover the other, like, uh, what do you call that? Uh, knob where the air comes out, if you uh -huh. cover that, um, you'll get more 
air coming out of the one that has the balloon on it. And so that totally makes sense. That's it. I'm like, oh my gosh, why didn't I think of that? So now there you go. There's another tip that I learned from somebody else. Now I'm I I'm have to share with everybody. Oh, um, I love it. I'm definitely no expert, but and people I'm learning every day. But um yeah, I would love for people to learn with me and to grow with me and and to feel confident that they can they can do this too. You know, it's awesome. I love that. What a good abundance mentality. What are, <laughs> what are some of like the biggest things you've learned then? Like give me one or two of the biggest things that you've learned throughout day one till now, whether you learned it the hard way or not. I think I've learned that people are very understanding. I have really high expectations and I think even when I've planned events that, you know, it's a birthday party and the budget is say $10,000 that's happened multiple times to me. And you feel this immense amount of pressure at the end of the day, these are human beings that you're planning these events for. And they, um, they're so understanding if something goes wrong because something always goes wrong. Mm -hmm. They are so grateful. And I don't know if it's just just, I've been blessed with such great clients, but, um, I've, I've had a lot of panic moments and realized that, um, people are just really understanding. And if you explain the situation and explain what happened and what's going on, um, usually they'll understand and they're fine. They're fine with it. So I think that's one lesson I've learned throughout all of this is to just realize that, um, you are going to make these mistakes and people are just understanding. Yeah. I like that. And I think with that too, there's probably a lot of good communication that you upkeep because I know there's been, I should not have done this. Like in my experience, in experience, I, uh, what was it? Maybe I was doing like balloons or I didn't plan something like I, I didn't. Oh, it was for a wedding. I didn't plan what was going on the signing table. It totally flipped my mind all the months we were planning because at one point I thought the bride said she would do it, but I, I didn't even communicate that with her until the day of, and I felt so bad. And I just feel like over communication is best because then they know like where your intentions are and where your heart lies because you're not out to take their money and run or, or screw them over. Like you really right. want to create, like you said, a celebration for them because life is to be celebrated. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that would be like my second thing is to have confidence in yourself Whenever I go to an event and things always, they're like, they go, they, they go wrong. There's wind, the, the caterer messes up on something. Some, something happens, something didn't get delivered in time. Something always happens. It doesn't matter how prepared you are. Something always happens. And you, you have to have confidence and your client sees that. So if you're confident and calm and secure with yourself, then they, they definitely vibe off it. It's like, almost like, this sounds like a really bad example, but like your children, you know, they, they, they follow your lead. They follow your vibe or they, your, your emotions. If you're panicking, they're panicking. And so yeah. um, with your client, it's so important to have that confidence. And that's, I've heard a lot from my clients that they, they felt really calm when something went wrong or they didn't even know. Half the time, they don't even know something goes That's wrong. That's the best. You're like, wow, you were so tired at the end of the night because you were running around solving all these problems. And then the next morning, you get an email or text saying, it was perfect. We, uh -huh. It was great. Like, yes, I did it. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
yep they didn't even realize this happened that's the goal is because they the, the goal is that they enjoy the celebration you're there to make sure that they actually enjoy it they live in the moment and i'll tell you i learned so much from planning my daughter's first birthday party I can't tell you how many first birthdays or birthday parties I've planned and been there and carried out. This one was so different because it was my daughter and I constantly had to tell myself to enjoy the moments because I was still running around, you know, finding the cake cutter, where's the lighter for the, you know, the candle or got to clean her up because she just got cake all over. And, you know, um, what about this person? I didn't get to hug that person as they came in and I didn't, say hi to that person as they come in and all these guests that are coming in. I want to thank them. And, and then remembering who got what gift, who gave what gift to Liberty. And yeah. all these things are going through my head and I'm kind of got an idea of what my clients are going through when they have their child's birthday and all the stuff that they have to um, handle. I mean, they are the host. They are um, over overall like managing this event and so my goal is to take off you know the stress of all of that and um yeah it was quite the experience doing my daughter's first birthday and kind of seeing a different side of it all and seeing you know what they're experiencing so man i am like next year i might just hire a party planner to plan my daughter's birthday because (laughs) i need to sit back and enjoy it more (laughs) oh for sure that's so cool that you learned that though because to really sometimes it's hard to remember or to put yourself in the client's shoes of going oh how stressful is this because you're just so used to like ah i got it like i love the problems i'm used to them but that's really neat that now you have your own testimonial so you can even turn that around and say like hey i get it it's stressful i want to take that away from you so you can mm-hmm. enjoy it. Yes. True. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I love that. Do you feel like though, if you were to hire a party planner, is it, it's kind of like uh, the worst students are the teachers, like teachers are bad <laughs> students. Would, would you feel like oh, she didn't get the lighter and I'm watching? <laughs> um, I would be that understanding client that I have. I would be that person that's really understanding. But I, I can, I, if you want me to be 100% honest here, I go to other events, I'll go to a wedding and I see something falling off the ceiling and I go, I probably would have used like a different command strip for that. Or I probably, you know, I do yeah. critique things. Um, but I'm also the type of person that never sits back. I'm kind of that annoying one that jumps in and helps out in any way I can. If it's not my event, I'll come in. I don't want to step in anyone's way, but if I see a need. I'll go and help, you know, if I see something falling over, I'll go fix it and make it happen. I I totally relate to that. I feel like we're very similar because I, I, I know these things and I feel like other people aren't thinking of them. So I just want to jump in and say, if it's going to help out like someone's emotions, if they're stressed, like I'll jump in and I'll do it. Yes. That's honest. I think that's just the way that we were raised because I can't tell you how many events I've been to where I see a lot of people, you know, just sitting back when something falls apart. And, um, I have to realize that's kind of like, it's like my husband, that's not, um, he would, he would be like, Oh, I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to go fix that because I don't want to mess it up or I don't want to get in the way. Whereas I just go and take care of it and handle it because, um, yeah, that's just, that's just my nature. And, and I've been in their shoes. 
So I know what it's like when something <laughs> falls apart. Oh my gosh. I love that. Okay. I have, I have two last questions. Okay. Um, one is what, let's say, like, how do you stay motivated? Because I was just, here's the one thing. I was just reading a book. And if anyone's listening to this, I'm going to share this in the next podcast. But I was reading a book where he was talking about in business, you kind of have to love boredom. And here's why. He said, it's not always going to be a climatic meeting. It's going to be a tedious meeting. It's going to be figuring out taxes. It's going to be staying alive on social media platforms. So he said, a lot of the times people give up because they're bored. He said, you have to love to be bored. And I don't necessarily think because I love what I do so much that it's all boring, but there are boring parts. So do you relate to that? Like, how do you, how do you beat that? Or how do you stay motivated? Oh my goodness. I would say the most boring part of my business is the billing part is putting together mm -hmm. numbers and sending, sending, um, like proposals and all of that over. That's the most boring part ever. If I don't do it, I don't get paid. So that's motivating is I got to yeah. get paid. Um, but I think I, I think there's a balance for sure. Um, I have been in the corporate world. I've run a small business. Um, and so I've done a lot of the boring stuff, the accounting and the, um, the, what do we call it? Um, inventory and all this side of business that a lot of people don't see because I, I will be honest. There are so many people that say your job looks like so much fun and it is, but there's so much behind it that you don't even see. That's not fun at all. That's the loading and the unloading of the vehicles and yeah. you know the swollen ankles at the end of the night. You don't see all of that. So staying motivated to me is to just balance it all out. I try hard to um, do little things at a time. So for example, I will do my billing and I'll focus, you know, 30 minutes to an hour on my billing. And then I get to go and I get to decorate this. And then I go back to doing my inventory. And then I jump into, you know, making an invitation or something that I enjoy. So I kind of just go back and forth and that's, what's worked for me. Um, and then also in between all of that, I sit and I play with Liberty or I take time out of my day to take her to the park or go do something with her. So it's, I'm still learning how to balance everything in my life, but it's working for me right now to just take, you know, small moments in the day to focus on, you know, the boring things, the exciting things and the mundane things and um, the mom things. <laughs> yeah. I think you said it best that you break it up. If, if you're doing something boring, I would never suggest, hey, get it all done on one day of the week because you're always going to dread that one day. You're going to like anchor to it. You're going to hate Tuesdays every time they come around because you have all the boring stuff. But when you mix it in, especially like being there for your daughter and for your husband and like I, I say like playing the card. So playing the home card, like doing the laundry, playing the wife card, hanging out with my husband. Um, I think that's the best way to like give yourself a little reward to exactly that's what I was going to say reward. reward yourself and sometimes that means like after this I get to go get my fountain drink and <laughs> that's going to be my reward I'm all about rewarding myself and it usually oh, involves yeah. desserts and food usually involves <laughs> I love that I'm totally with you <laughs> Okay, so my last question, and then if you have anything else you want to share, I would love to hear it. You have like all this knowledge just juicing out of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, what is some advice that you would give to someone who is a rising event planner or a rising balloon artist or something like what's what's just some advice generally that you would give them? That is a, a great question. I would say don't undervalue yourself. Believe it or not, I might come off as super confident and I know what I'm doing, but I spend a lot of time undervaluing myself. And, and that means whether it comes to pricing out certain things for my, um, my, my planning or, you know, the cost for my expertise, I undervalue myself. I undervalue myself um, on a lot of things and I'm still learning. And so I think having that confidence in yourself, knowing you're good enough and knowing um, that you, de you, you deserve that value and you're worth it is so, so important. And I've been a, in my business, a business owner for five years and I'm still to this day trying to remember my worth and that I'm good at what I do because I sometimes look back and go, am I even good at this? You know, and you compare yourself to everyone else. Yeah. There's always someone to compare yourself to. And, um, that's okay. You can, you can look at other people, but instead of saying, oh, I'm not as good as them, look to them as people to admire and to, um, to be like, to be more like, and, um, yeah, so just know your worth and don't get discouraged. It can be really discouraging, especially with on the financial side. I would say that is the hardest part of business is uh, pricing and um, and money <laughs> because yeah. running a business is so expensive. A lot of people don't realize that. Um, when you're in the events industry, there's insurance that's involved in planning big events. You say you want to plan a big corporate event. That's, that's great, but you need to make sure you have insurance um, to cover that if something were to happen. And so next thing you know, when you've paid for your website and you've paid for um, your professional photographer to come in and take pictures of an event and you've paid for um, all your subscriptions and your emails and everything you pay for, it all adds up at the end of the day. Storage to keep all yeah. your stuff. It's just expensive. Um, don't get discouraged. Uh, you'll get out of it. <laughs> I keep telling myself, you'll get out of it. But um, another thing is, I try to show a little bit of the side of me that's not got it all together. Um, and, but a lot of times on social media, you're not going to always see that from people. You're not going to see the reality of what their house looks like before they go do an event that it's like a tornado swept through. <laughs> always. Their car is a disaster, um, after an event and they just shove things at my storage units, no matter how many times I organize them, I throw stuff in there. You're not always going to see that and just know that behind the scenes isn't very pretty. It really isn't. And even if it looks pretty on their Instagram or they look like they've got it all together. No, it's a mess. It's a mess. And if they've got it all together, um, I want to know their secret because it's their aliens. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who's funding them to, 
to get workers to to clean all that up but um yeah it's not always pretty behind the scenes in fact always it's 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 never pretty behind the scenes it's always a mess <laughs> well said that is such good advice and i think there's there's a common phrase that people say imposter syndrome and they feel like and this goes with finances too they they undervalue themselves so they don't get they say like oh I'll do all this work, but for a hundred dollars, cause like I, I'm not worth being paid 500 mm -hmm. for that. But really I've learned this, like doing, doing that so often, I have learned that my time is way more valuable because I keep like, uh, or I kept undercutting myself and it really hurt me more than it hurt anyone because oh, then yeah. I wasn't doing it. So there's some of that too. Like don't have that. Just like you said, we all have a backside, be confident. Um, like we're, we're doing the best we can and learning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm still recovering from those first three years where I completely undercut myself and pretty much worked for free. Um, we've all been there. We, we do it. And so anyone starting out, um, realize your value, but also you have to be an ever learning student because trends and, um, everything changes. I had no idea that I'd be working with balloons and have, and know all this stuff about balloons. No way did I think when I started this business that I'd be a, considered a balloon artist. Um, so you have to realize that you have to be an ever learning student. You've constantly got to be going with the trends and, um, and keep growing. And, um, I, I sit there after every single event and sometimes with the people that come and work with me, we'll talk through it and talk all good, bad and ugly and what I should have done better and how I could have organized it better. And, um, so that the next event, you know, we can be even, even better than we were before. So that's awesome. Kenzie, you're so cool. I, I totally look up to you like even more. The bar has been raised to me and, oh my gosh. <laughs> and like I don't I don't mean to falsely worship you, but I do. <laughs> oh, I, just, so sweet. <laughs> I really appreciate um you taking some time too, because I know that you are you're busy and you have a lot going on and, and you're you're just killing it. So I really oh, appreciate thank being you. here. Yeah, thank you for thank you for all of your support. I mean you guys keep me going. And uh, yeah, I'm here for you. Ever got a problem with balloons again or things like that? Girl, you just reach out. To I am DMing you. Yeah, I'm here for you. We all need to support each other. We're not each other's competition. We're yeah. never each other's competition. We are here to support each other. And um, so, yeah, I appreciate your support in me and I'll keep supporting you. Thanks. You're the best. You're <laughs> we'll, t we'll talk to you later and have a great day. Okay. Thank you, Melanie. Bye. Okay, bye, -bye.